All right, almost time for the big game on Saturday against Florida State. We are here to break it all down, make our picks against the spread, give our take on how this game is going to go. It's all in the Locked On Syracuse podcast, and it starts right now. You are Locked On Syracuse, your daily podcast on the Syracuse Orange, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome on in to our Florida State Preview Podcast. We thank you for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen every single morning. We're here with you guys every single weekday as we dive into more of what is looking like maybe an optimistic Syracuse football season at the moment. This game will certainly be telling. You can find us wherever you get your podcasts. We are free and available on YouTube as well to watch all our episodes there. And check us out on Twitter at LO underscore Syracuse. We'll be tweeting during the game, drop an analysis there. We always appreciate interacting with you guys on Twitter during the games. And anytime you have a question about the podcast or something you'd like us to talk about, any advice on something that we haven't talked about, just hit us up on Twitter or you can leave a review wherever you get your podcast as well. Also, we'll YouTube comments. YouTube we love comments. YouTube comments. Yep. Someone, someone wants Rick Patino as the next Syracuse head coach. He asked if that oh, was really? a feasible possibility. And I think we have to explore that at some point because you and I love Rick. We love yes. Slick Rick. So <laughs> I mean, who doesn't? I uh, I know that I know I was doing, I produced Devo's pod, of course, and he had on uh, Wes Johnson, I think, who played overseas with Rick Patino, And he was saying, oh, really? Rick, Rick doesn't know the two, three zone. I had to teach it to him. Like, so we'd have to uh, <laughs> have a learning curve there at Bayheim, making sure that he has all the principles down. Or just scrap that. it. You can scrap yeah. it too. Anyway, we appreciate you guys listening. Let's dive into Florida State because we talked about them a little bit on yesterday's show if you missed that, but it's kind of puzzling. This is an 0-4 club that has a lot of talent. I wouldn't say they've quit on their team or their coach here. I, I don't think it's necessarily a lack of effort when you see that they have come out in the second half. They put together some runs. They rallied against Notre Dame, lost that game in overtime in week one. Jacksonville State is god-awful the no matter how you look at it, I mean, they're not a good team. They got blown out by Buffalo. Yeah. So that's a really, really head-scratching loss, and I'm sure many people saw how that game ended. Then they got crushed by Wake Forest, who I think is good, and they got beat by Louisville pretty bad. They rallied back, played a good second half. I also think Louisville's decent too, though. So part of me feels like they kind of have just run into a little bit of a tough schedule here. It's certainly possible. I mean, the Notre Dame game, I think people were optimistic, like Florida State football, this might be the the up-and-coming team, and Norvell's finally figured out. But I, I actually I saw a stat the other day. Um, it was how in that loss against Louisville, I believe only six players that Mike Norvell recruited out of high school played in that game. Really, and wow. it, it kind of gets into like the the whole like stepchildren thing. Like, I'm not calling him dad. I'm, I'm not calling him coach. Like, th it's that sort of complex where it's like you've got this split locker room of guys that recru were recruited by Mike Norvell that fit under Mike Norvell's vision versus guys that aren't and maybe have checked out or started to check out at this point in the season because this isn't what they signed up for. They signed up for Willie Taggart, and obviously that experiment was a giant disaster, but. This is a, kind of like a, a melting pot uh, of sorts, and it's tough. It's tough to manage all those different personalities, especially when you're not very familiar with some of them. Yeah, I mean, it's really a, a bad situation. I wouldn't say that Jimbo Fisher left that program in a great spot, but now where they are, I think I saw they're like 14 and 24 in their last uh, three or four years now. Taggart was there for just two years. 
if you're Florida State, you're wondering, all right, when do we pull the plug on Mike Norvell? And I think if they go 0-5, it's certainly likely maybe that he gets fired, like even on Monday. But I say that knowing full well that they're probably still paying Taggart's contract a little bit. It's a pandemic that was recent, and I don't know if that's the right move. I don't know how much this falls on Mike Norvell, but I do know that 0-5 0-5 at Florida State is downright unacceptable, and especially yeah. with the talent they I mean, have. I mean, they got players on this team. Right. Listen, 0-5 at Syracuse is unacceptable, yeah. right? So <laughs> right. what do you think it's like at Florida State? I mean, exactly. that is the sky is falling in Tallahassee. And they've made just so many mental mistakes watching back their games. They make penalties. Just They get to like third and tens, and it looks like they're about to get off the field on defense, and then they allow like, a simple play action pass where they bite on the play action or something, or their safeties just don't stay disciplined. It's a lot of things that are just scream like not well coached and not well disciplined in my opinion. And I don't know if it's an effort thing because yeah, like you could say, all right, they, if they were ever going to show up for a game, it would have been last week at home against Louisville, a game that you basically had to win. You heard all the noise all week about how you're Owen three for the first time since 1976 they never go on for blah, blah, blah. But I feel like they just don't execute right now on the little things in the game. And their offensive line is really bad as well. And we know full well at Syracuse, if you have a bad offensive line, that can derail what might be a good team outside of that. Right. And I mean, they do have a solid running game too. Yeah. I mean, that can run the football. I mean, just Sean Corbin, Trishon Ward, um, as good as Sean Tucker has been. I mean, Corbin's right up there with them right now in terms of the national spotlight in terms of the the conference rushing as well so they, they've got some dudes that can run the football but the thing is we've seen how good Syracuse has been against the run again really just defensively how good Syracuse mm-hmm. has been they have guys that can fly around make plays so it, it makes me worry a little bit less about some of the guys that Florida State has but all it takes is one or two big runs and if Syracuse's offense can't get going then you, you've got a completely different ball game out there Yeah, and I think that's the thing with Corbin is he hits big plays. He's average yards per carry. He's like nine yards per carry right now because I think he had an 80-plus yarder against Notre Dame. He's had several home run type of runs this year, and that's why his yards per carry is even better than Sean Tucker to this point. The question is, all right, Syracuse has been keeping guys in check. They haven't allowed big plays like they have in the past. Is that going to crumble this week where we're going to see maybe what we saw last time we were down in Tallahassee and Cam Akers ran all over us? Or is the run defense going to continue to limit big plays? I lean towards this run defense is legit. And if they made it four weeks without allowing big plays, I think they can do it another week here against Florida State. And if they do, that's so much of what Florida State has been able to do. They're kind of like Syracuse last year offensively where – when they do put up points, it's on big plays, so it's even a little bit misleading. They're even probably a little bit worse on offense yeah. than maybe it's showing. Right. It's not sustainable, right? I yeah. think that's what we learned about Syracuse's offense last year. And from a defensive standpoint, yeah, I'm with you. I, I lean more that this run defense is legit, and a big reason why, the tackling has gotten so much better. Mm-hmm. So like, It is night and day from a year ago. We saw those home run plays off of missed tackles in the secondary. You think of some of the young guys out there, Jihad Carter, Rob Hanna, that were sort of thrust into starting and, and having to make big plays. And I just don't think that's going to be as big of an issue because this team is so much better at tackling ball carriers and, and getting to the quarterback as well. I think they, right. they've made a living in that backfield uh, all season long. 
Yeah, they should be able to get to the quarterback again in this scenario. I will say the tackling will be tested because Mike Norvell loves to just get his playmakers out in space. He's going to run a lot of zone options, zone runs, where it's just trying to get guys to the perimeter. Screen plays, try to get guys to the perimeter, similar to what Syracuse does. And while these guys aren't executing, they definitely have the ability to make you miss in the open field. They're at Florida State for a reason. They were very talented dudes in high school and very athletic dudes. So this is a really big game for Syracuse tackling-wise, and it's going to come down to, all right, can they make those plays on the perimeter, and can a guy like Justin Barron, who's moved into the rover spot, continue to build off of last week? Yeah, I really liked what Justin Barron did tackling last week. I think one of the big players to watch in this game is Deuce Chestnut. What he does as an open field tackler, not just in the passing game, but also in the running game, because what does Florida State do? They'll try to get you a little outside as well. And if Deuce Chestnut can make some big tackles in open space, kind of like what we saw week one against Ohio, this team could be in a good spot. But if he starts missing some tacklers because he's going up against four and five star guys who maybe are a little bit quicker, a little more elusive, a little bit stronger that can break through some of these tackles, then you could have some problems on some home run plays. Yeah, I also think whoever wins the turnover battle, not a hot take here. This is typical with football, but that could play a big Mm -hmm. factor in this game because penalties too. Yeah, penalties. More disciplined team, I think, will win. Mm -hmm. Right, and and that's going to be, or who is least likely to fall into their bad habits of discipline because it's two teams that get penalized a lot in that category. We're going to do our prop shop picks in just a little bit. We'll get you to Bundo's digits as well as make our picks against the spread when we wrap up the show. But I want to tell you guys about Built Bar, which is my favorite protein bar out there. It is the most delicious protein bar out there. They've got nine great flavors to choose from. You got coconut, cherry barcia, raspberry, even strawberry. You got an orange flavor that's really delicious. All these flavors are great. Tyler and I love dipping into a Built Bar box. It's like our favorite thing when it comes and that uh, notification comes into our inbox that it has come. You can also get a mix box where you get to try two of each of those nine flavors and pick out your favorites when you do your first box today. Most of these are also very healthy for you. 17 to 18 grams protein is typical in a built bar. Calories ranging from 130 to 180. It's like a delicious treat that is somehow good for you as well. So go to built.com today. Use our promo code that's locked 15. It gets you 15% off your next order. Again, built.com is the website. Promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off your next order at built.com. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. So time for the prop shop here, and I don't even want to say the records because, gosh, you are killing me in the prop shop this year. I mean, so Tim far. and Tyler, it's a rivalry matchup, Tim. You throw the records out sometimes when you do that. <laughs> All you got to like do. Florida State. I I think I have the talent, but just shooting myself in the foot all season long with some. We had our first spread loss last week. Yeah, How about that? yeah. Which 
I mean, let's be honest. We kind of did that to ourselves. We talked about how we were three and oh, three and oh, three and oh. Yeah, that was self inflicted. Yeah. If if we don't pump our tires up last week, Malik Willis doesn't fumble the ball and, and Liberty goes down and gets a touchdown 28 21, your final. Right. Or they just kick the field goal maybe there down on fourth down. <laughs> but anyway, let's get into the prop shop. I'm actually very curious to see what you pick against the spread. We're going to get to that later. We haven't really, sometimes we talk about it during the week. I don't really know which way you're leaning right now, but we'll kind okay. of pin in that for now. First prop shop bet. It's funny because our first prop shop bet each game now has been a quarterback centered question. And it's most of the time been, will Garrett Schrader play? Well, going into this week, it is simply, will Tommy DeVito play a meaningful drive? I said yes yesterday, so I feel like I have to say yes today as well. But I got to tell you, I'm really torn on this. The way Dino's been talking, the way that Garrett Schrader's helmet came off last uh, game and he still kept Schrader in there, it makes me think that he does have a lot of faith in Schrader right now. But I will lean yes for now. I'm also going to go yes here. Okay. I, I just think that the game plan, are we saying a full drive or are we saying he can come in for a couple plays? I would say full drive. What happens if he throws a touchdown? If he comes in one play, throws a touchdown. Well, it's like in a red zone situation where Schrader started the drive. No, but if he starts the drive and throws a touchdown, yes. Okay. I, I'm still going to say yes. I, I think okay. that this matchup isn't very good for Garrett Schrader. I, I, yeah. I more towards DeVito, and I think Dino's going to see that at some point. Yeah, I think, look, if Schrader plays well, we're not going to see DeVito. That's my understanding of the situation no, yeah, I, right now. I totally agree with that. I just think right. that there, there will be some hiccups along the way. Yeah. Man, I kind of want to say no, but I'm going to ride with yes. I also need to catch up on you. By the way, our records, I'm 11 and 14 and one. We had a push last week, down 460 overall. You are 16, nine and one and up 660 fake dollars. Which Woo! I'm sure you, you I wish those were real dollars. Yes, yeah. but still got a big lead on me bragging rights wise. Next one, longest TD in this game. I set this at over under 44 and a half yards. It can go from either side. I kind of just want to talk about this because Two teams that, I mean, Florida State has relied on the big play a lot in seasons past. They're relying on it again this year. They have that running back who we talked about who can break a big play at any time. I think also Syracuse can get a big play off Florida State if Garrett Trader is able to hit the deep ball and throw with some accuracy early in this game. If they set up the run, that's going to allow the vertical passing game to be there because they've allowed a lot of big plays. And I just think this game could come down to who hits that big play. Maybe it's a turnover, maybe it's offense, but it could be an evenly matched game that comes down to one play. I'm going to say that someone does hit a big play and goes over 44 and a half yards in this game. I'll, I'll join you on that. I'll take the All over right. as well. And I think the 44 and a half, it, it might come from DeVito. It, it could be one of I those second it. half. I do think wherever it comes, it's going to come in the second half. Yeah. I'm really, this is so interesting how the quarterback battle is going to go in this game because yeah. Dino. Because you're on your heels every single game. Every single game. Like, right. I, and I will say, like, yes, it, I think it would be wrong if this happened, but would you be totally shocked if we get a, the same thing from last week and, and 60 minutes, 30, 45 minutes before game time, you, you see the Stephen Bailey tweet that says Tommy DeVito is going to be the starter? Like, I wouldn't be shocked no, by that. I wouldn't. And honestly, it'd be kind I don't of a think good it's right, but play, right? Like, 
if you're Florida State, then all of a sudden you have to scrap your game plan that you've been prepping for Schrader all week. It, again, it would be disingenuous because the guy said that Garrett Schrader was starting back on Monday. But but listen, that doesn't mean anything. I'll say this too, and and maybe he's had these conversations behind closed doors with his quarterbacks. I don't care if he lies to our faces about the quarterback every single no. week. If you're winning football games, if you're yeah, not winning you're football playing. games, then it's frustrating. But if you're winning football games, I don't care if you come out and say, you know what, Justin Lampson's starting this week. You know what, <laughs> Dylan Markowitz, you're you're getting a uh, chance Harris, this week. You, you know played what, in high school, yeah, what Taj, you, you played in, in high school, yeah. yeah. Chris Elmore, you can play every position on offense. You're starting at quarterback this week. Like, right. I don't care if he lies about the quarterback situation every single week if you're winning football games. Yeah. All right, next up in the prop shop, Sean Tucker. This is going to be interesting. He's a Heisman candidate, according to RG3 right now. There's been a lot of 44 talk this week. Now he gets to go up against ACC competition. Setting his over-under at 90.5 rushing yards. I think it's going to hit under by just a little bit which is impressive that I feel like a down game for Sean Tucker will be under 90 and a half and we're setting it at that high. But I do think Florida state's pretty stout defensively. They've got NFL players back there. It's going to be interesting because their defensive tackle Fabian Lovett has been out with injury. If he's playing that completely changes their run defense. Don't really know right now as of us recording, if he's playing, but I, I lean towards he will play and they'll sort of minimize Tucker back there. Uh, yeah, I'm with you once again, and we're agreeing a little too much for my liking right now. But I, I'm with it. You're leading. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I guess I'm just protecting a lead here. Um, but I, I think that this game is going to be defensively from Florida State. You could see a very similar game to Rutgers because they have guys that can get in the backfield, top thirty in the country in tackles for loss, and they've gone up against some good teams, like we've mentioned, like Jacksonville State's your fluff game, but Louisville, Wake. And Mm -hmm. uh, Notre Dame, like those are three really quality opponents out of the gate. And if you're getting in the backfield against them, I think you could do it against Syracuse as well. So I think this might be a a little bit of a tougher game for Sean Tucker. And I don't know if he's going to be able to have the big breakaway play because the speed and the strength in the secondary. Listen, Sean Tucker is a very good back, but you're not going to see him get those 70, 80 yard touchdowns against ACC competition. I just don't think he's fast enough. No, I agree with that. All right, first Syracuse touchdown. We'll run through the odds real quick. This is the only prop that I've hit like all year, so I'm excited to have this (laughs) one back in the fold this week. Sean Tucker is plus 100 for the first Syracuse TD. Garrett Schrader, a rush TD, and second now, plus 220. Taj Harris catch, plus 330. Abdul Adams, plus 375. Anthony Queeley, plus 400. Damian Alford cracks the list at plus 550. A DeVito run, if he, if we do see him start, maybe that could be it. Or Schrader just stinks and they never score until DeVito comes in. That would be plus 550. Other slash a defensive TD is plus 650. And again, Garrett Schrader obviously would throw the first touchdown to Taj Harris, but you would only get credit for who catches the touchdown. Right. I have been riding Sean Tucker on this prop. He's been taking me to the promised land. He's the only thing that I've been doing right all year on the prop shop, so I can't stray away from him right now at the plus 100. Dude, those plus fours and plus fives that I see in front of Queeley and Alford, those have been cracked to me all season long. I know. And uh, God, if you hit that, I'm done. I mean, we might as well just cancel the prop job. Yeah. Fold it up. Fold it up. Pack up the tents. Um, I'm going to go Damian Alford, plus 550. 
I called for it on, on the last show when we were talking about what Syracuse's offense needs to do against this game. First play of the game, I want to see him uncork a deep ball. And he went for all for last game. I wouldn't mind seeing that again. And if he connects, that's that's a plus 550 in the bag for me. I, I love Damian Alford's skill set, too. I think it could lend itself really nicely against some of these young defensive backs. So give me a Damian Alford on the plus 550. Man, you know, you're going to make me, Syracuse is going to hit Damian Alford, my dude, who I've been advocating for all offseason on the first play of the game. And they're going to feel like I won twice. And I'm going to be sad now because of this. Like, <laughs> I, this stinks. But all right, that is our prop shop picks. We'll come back. We'll do our bet online segment in just a little bit where we pick our sort of picks over for the overall game, get you the spread and the over under, and talk about how we see this game going down. Before we do that, though, we got to bring in our guy, Anthony DeBundo. He's here with us on every single preview podcast. You knew him from the Daily Orange, maybe. Now he's at Action Network, dropping great insight, betting tips. You can follow him on Twitter at Anthony DeBundo. And it is time now for DeBundo's Digits. The numbers you need to know. Anthony DeBundo breaks down the biggest stats for this week's Syracuse matchup. DeBundo's Digits. On the Locked On Syracuse Podcast. Before we anoint Garrett Schrader, a quick reminder that Syracuse had 77 passing yards from its quarterback and only one completion in the second half of the game against Liberty on Friday night. His rushing ability is important for this offense, given that the Orange now are 12th highest in run rate in the entire country. Syracuse can win some games running the ball and playing good defense. Schrader's running ability may just make up for what's been an anemic passing offense. But the Florida State defensive front is statistically better than Liberty's, and this will be a tougher test than the Flames were in the trenches. Despite all the negativity around the program in Tallahassee, Florida State's defense is actually 24th in rushing success rate allowed and 44th in defensive line yards, both of which are better than Liberty and better than Syracuse's offensive numbers to date. FSU's defense doesn't have quite the pass rush, but they still rank 48th, which is good enough to get to Schrader and apply pressure, especially on passing downs. Syracuse only had one successful play on a passing down after the first quarter last week. The Knowles don't allow a ton of big plays as they rank 43rd defensively, and that's even after playing much more explosive offenses, Wake Forest and Louisville in the last two weeks. One area where Syracuse does have a potential edge is in finishing drives, where solely because Florida State's defense has been so bad at preventing opponents from scoring touchdowns in the red zone. Like the Rutgers game, this will be a huge test for the SU run game against a bigger and better defensive front. Syracuse has to run the ball well, or they're struggling to move the ball at all in this game. And flipping to the other side of the matchup is where this game gets really interesting. Syracuse is a much better defense than FSU is in offense. The Seminoles are led by former UCF quarterback Mackenzie Milton, who recovered from that gruesome leg injury a couple years ago. Great story, but the offense has been a turnover machine. They have pretty major concern going against a Cuse defense that's ranked 12th in producing havoc, which is negative plays and turnovers. FSU turned it over six times against Wake Forest, three times against Notre Dame, and once against Jacksonville State and Louisville. They were outgained by Jacksonville State in that game as well. The offense is just 81st in rushing success rate and 88th in passing success rate. Both are worse than Liberty, and both are worse than Syracuse is defensively. The Knowles offense has relied heavily on big plays, but as we said last week, the Orange ranked fifth in preventing big plays in our top 40 in both tackling and coverage grades defensively, according to PFF. Even though FSU has allowed a lot of points this season, many of those came because of short fields and turnovers. 
defense is actually an underrated unit. And as a whole, that should make points hard to come by in this game. Schrader has to protect the ball and let Cuse make a play or two defensively to swing this game. Because based on the numbers, long scoring drives are going to be very difficult for both teams in this matchup. Points will be at a premium. And while FSU is rightly a small favorite at home, if the Noles protect the ball, it's hard to see Cuse producing a lot of points here. Let's just say the Office of DeBondo's Digits is less optimistic than last week. All right, so less optimistic from DeBundo. I got to say, though, big upgrade in the background for him this Oh, week. man. I mean, he's got the YouTube Action crowd. Network. Where, where's yeah. that? What's that uh, Twitter account, Room Raider or something like that? It rates everyone's, <laughs> like, Zoom backgrounds. I mean, he's got the office and everything, an Eagles helmet. I mean, that, that looks yeah. straight, off of, uh, straight off of TV for sure. Right. He's on HGTV. Check us out on YouTube. Or something. Yeah, yeah that's, that's for the YouTube crowd. But thanks, as always, to Anthony DeBundo. You can find him on Twitter, at Anthony DeBundo. He's got, I think, on the Action app, you can track his bets. I think he's making some big money over there. So if you're every week, gambler, it's like it's like tennis, soccer. I, I see names I've never heard of pop up on my notifications yeah. when he He's got like over 12,000 followers, too, on Action. So he's doing something right. He's right. up a lot of units. I don't have the exact unitage right now but uh if you follow his bets you you'll make some money you really yeah. will you'll make follow him unity. on action network yeah right. <laughs> you could use that right now in the prop shop you could right. you could make some unitage and to make bring this all full circle if you are into betting also check out betonline.ag because that is the number one spot for all pro and college football action this season we're going to make our picks with the betonline.ag spread in just a little bit you can do so as well Sign up for your free account today. They got an updated site and interface, tons of props, tons of contests. Even got your favorite Vegas casino games on top of all the sports that you like to bet on are on their website. And when you sign up for your free account, we've got the promo code locked on for you. That's all one word, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. Locked on's the promo code to get you a 100% welcome bonus. Some serious savings, 100% welcome bonus on your first deposit. When you sign up today at Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. All right, college football fanatics, have you heard about Prize Picks? It is daily fantasy made easy. I love it. Tim loves it. You're going to love it too. Prize Picks is the leader in college sports daily fantasy and offers more college football props than anyone in the world. All the stars and even some of the mid major players that you've never even heard of. Prize Picks offers any prop that you can think of from yardage to touchdowns, even picks. All of your. Uh, all of you that deposit and use the promo code Locked On will get a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. You just got to use that promo code Locked On. 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Pick two to five players on an over/under on their projections, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. And it's just you against the projected numbers. You can even cross sports as well if you want a little LeBron action once basketball season gets going. Maybe a little Patty Mahomes with a Garrett Schrader. All that stuff can be done on prize picks so use their award-winning app on both the app store and google play you can get it done in less than 60 seconds it's that easy it's safe and offers fast withdrawal so don't hesitate check out prizepicks.com and use our promo code locked on or go to the app store and download the app today prize picks is daily fantasy made easy All right, time to pick the game. Very excited for this. I will say, to start out, we'll flash up the spread here. It's plus four and a half, Syracuse on betonline.ag. I saw the juices, if anything, leaning towards it might go even more in Florida State's direction and make them even bigger home favorites in this game. Over-under right now is 51 for that game. I do think the under is going to hit. 
and I think it'll be kind of a sloppy, mm-hmm. ugly game. So I would feel comfortable betting the under. I don't know if I feel comfortable betting either side in this game, though. I usually like to bet Syracuse, if anything, because I'm already pulling for them. But if we're just looking at this objectively, I think it's a tough line. I think it's an odd game to pick, and I don't have yeah. a great lean on the situation right now. What do you think when you look at that spread? Well, I'm with you. I, I like the under here. I, I think there's going to be a lot of running of the football, which obviously mm-hmm. is going to drain a lot of the clock and lead to that number going under the 51. And I'm also with you. Like It is tough because you look at that number and it feels like something's fishy. And whenever something's fishy, right. the, the fishy Vegas team knows. is, yeah, yeah there's something <laughs> there. And so that makes me think it, it's four and a half. You got to take the Florida State in the four and a half. But seriously, I could see Syracuse lose this game but cover. Like Florida State has been bad this year and should not be giving more than a field goal to anybody. And to see that number at four and a half, you're moving through a critical number of three and three and a half. To me, I, I'm i going to go with Syracuse. I'm not going to guarantee right. a win here. But, I mean, the four and a half, I, I just – this isn't an endorsement of Syracuse. This is more of a vote of no confidence in Florida State giving more than three points to anybody right now. Yeah, I think I'm going to take Florida State. I need to catch up on you for one. And also, I do think that there's – it scares me that they found something against Louisville maybe in the second half. Their rush defense matches up well against us. They are at home. We never win down there. We never seem to play well down there. I don't think Florida State's good, but I worry that Garrett Schrader matched up really well against Liberty, and he doesn't match up quite as well against Florida State. And now the cat is kind of out of the bag. They can sort of game plan for Schrader a little bit more. Maybe we'll see some Tommy DeVito. I wouldn't be against it if Schrader is struggling. And I hope Schrader proves me wrong. I hope he throws a lot better than he did last week and he improves in that regard. And I do think he will over the course of the season. But I'm going to lean Florida State to cover in this one. And I will say it's kind of against the trends. I looked Syracuse 5-1 and one against the spread in their last six games dating back to last year. Florida State 4-12 and 12 against the spread in their last 16 for whatever that's worth. So... I'm torn. I probably wouldn't bet it. I don't feel too confident, but I'll yeah. take Florida State. And we've had a number of people tweet at us too about the we we looked at the look ahead line earlier in the week at, at four and a half, and and we had some people say, you know, I'm staying away from this. And listen, I'm with you. I, I think the much safer bet here is the total. I think yeah. going under that 51 with two rushing teams, um, you'll be able to kill that clock. Two. I mean, you got a really good defense on one side in Syracuse and a defense that has shown that it can contain the run a little bit on the other side as well with a a team going up against a team that has proven it can't pass. And and Florida State has shown that it it doesn't perform very well against the pass. So all these different factors are in play right now. I I just think that this is going to be sort of an offensive struggle really throughout the game. By the way, Syracuse, six of the last nine games, they fit the under, which is really nice. You can insert mm. a joke there as well with the, mm. the 69. But they have been hitting the under, and I would bet the under pretty confidently in this game. But that's going to do it for our Florida State Preview Podcast. We will be live tweeting the game at LO underscore Syracuse. You can follow along with us there. We'll be back with you guys next week to recap how it all goes down. And we thank you again for making Locked On Syracuse your first listen Every single weekday, you can check out many of the other Locked On, uh, Locked On podcasts the rest of the week and the rest of the day. Maybe 
Check out Locked On today. They're always updating on all the sports world. That's something I do every morning as well. That could be your second listen today is by checking out Locked On today. But we will be live tweeting the game. We'll be interacting with you guys. And we hope Syracuse at least proves me wrong. And, and I guess you a little bit too because you have them covering, but maybe not winning. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting one. We look forward to talking with you guys next Monday. Oh.